This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with young career at Cup Gun, Jordan Love, and speak to David Wall about moving into TCR. I hope you'll stay with us. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. We're here with Jordan Love, who is on day two of a Phillip Island weekend to remember. Pole position, a win yesterday, a win today, and the weekend's going fantastically. It's great for you. Yeah, it's going really well. Obviously, going into the weekend, we'd sort of struggled with qualifying, obviously, a little bit last year, and then wasn't as good the start of this year. So um, that was probably one of our main focuses going into this weekend, to try and qualify further up the front. So we actually hadn't qualified within the top five going into this weekend. So... As you can imagine, it was one thing we were clearly focusing on. So to come out with a pole was was really good, and then to back it up with uh, with two race wins is uh, is even better. So and on the podium with you was someone else from Sonic. Yeah, both of them in that last race. So Dale's been second in both of them, and then and then Armin jumped into third in that last one. So really good for the team. You know, the car's been mega all weekend. So. Um, yeah, it's huge credit to the team and the effort that goes in behind the scenes, so it's good to get the results for them. Now, you would have been to Phillip Island on a few occasions in the different categories you've raced. You came here in GT3 Cup? Yeah, exactly. Came here in GT3 Cup, uh, Formula 4. It's sort of become my home track now. I've obviously moved from Perth over to Melbourne to live to be closer with the team, so basically my home track now. I've done heaps of laps around here and I love it. You know, it's fast, it's flowing. It, uh, it rewards it re- you. Yeah, it rewards high commitment, which which I enjoy. So, uh, no, it's really good. And a, a bit different to uh, the home track in Barbagallo. Yeah, fair bit different to uh, Barbagallo. I haven't been there for a while now, so it's actually just been resurfaced. So I wouldn't mind doing some laps there to see what it's like now. But, uh, yeah, fair bit different to Wanneroo. You're from Perth. Whereabouts in Perth? I'm from the North Fremantle area, so up near the coast, which is, uh, which is good. I love the beach and... You know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame over in Melbourne. We don't get the warm weather we do in Perth, so I uh, miss it a little bit. But yeah, Melbourne's certainly a good city. Your name, your surname, of course, did ring a bell with me. And I was delighted to discover that your father started in this series back in the 90s. So tell us about your father. Yeah, Dad raced uh, touring cars back in the day yes, before Ian it... Uh, yeah, in love. Uh, back in the day before it became uh, super, V8 Supercars, as we know it today. Um, so obviously grew up with a with a love for cars and being surrounded with with cool cars and photos of uh, of cars that dad used to race so yeah grew up with that and then we sort of started karting as a as a bit of a hobby when i was about nine um, and then it sort of got serious real quick after that started competing internationally karts and then made the progression into uh, formula cars in formula bmw up in asia were you there when just before or after daniel had gone through daniel ricardo it was a few years after dan it was 2015 up in formula bmw in asia basically surrounded at just the Sepang International Circuit in Malaysia so um, yeah love that track done a few laps around there so one day hopefully it'd be cool to get some laps around there in a Porsche. It's one of those interesting things that people in the east of Australia don't realise how close Singapore and Asia is to Perth. Perth is the most remote city in the world and people in, in the east just aren't aware of that. Exactly and that's probably the main reason we chose chose that pathway to start with you know obviously being based from Perth at that time I was still at school up to Malaysia's the same distance as going to Sydney so for us it was it was really logistically the best option for us so that's definitely the main reason why we chose that pathway. One of the things interesting things looking back in the 90s was when your father was competing and he would have been was it a Larry or an HRT car I'm trying to remember top of my head actually I'm not an HRT HRT car that he had but of course but he was of course in the time when the namesake of the track there Alf Balbagallo was racing yeah, exactly. Dad used to race with Alf and, and, and against Alf, and I've actually grown up, you know, obviously Dad and Alf are still quite close mates, so I uh, know Alf and the, and the Barbie Yellow family quite well. So, um, yeah, they uh, helped me out a fair bit, which is uh, which is really good. What drives you now? Where's your 
Jordan loves Endgame in motorsports. Yeah, well, the, the goal for me has always been to, to make a career out of something I love, and you know, this is this is what I love. So, um, really, ideally, I've always had the dream of, of going over to Europe. So, hopefully, with uh, with this pathway here at the end of this year, hopefully, we can make the progression to to maybe Super Cup or, or something like that in, in Europe, and then hopefully, progressively make our way into the 24-hour Le Mans type races with the GT3 cars. That'll be the dream come true, I reckon. So, Matty Campbell is fella that you've watched his progression and would like to try and top the pyramid that way yeah exactly you know Maddie's shown shown us that, that the Porsche pyramid works and and it's and it is doable so obviously that one way we'd like to make a career out of it you know Porsche they provide such a good junior program for kids that are trying to make a career out of it so it'd be good to if we could use that whilst you're trying to make motorsport a full-time living what have you studied and what's been your background in that respect so I never actually studied anything obviously finished year 12 and then uh, racing's been my main main focus since then keep my time busy you know come into the workshop day to day basis or try to help the boys out on the cars and and whatnot and then I do a fair bit of driver training with different people you know also keeps you uh, keeps you on the track and, and keeps the the reflexes intact to, to a certain degree. <laughs> Jordan's going for a PhD in Sonic. Don't you realise that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely need to. Uh... <laughs> Sonic, of course, includes you know the Jamie Wincups and Alex Davison and Will and. There's a whole plethora of Dave Reynolds, a whole lot, you know, just follow their footsteps. Exactly, you know, Sonic's, uh, it's one of those teams that they've had some seriously big names come through and, and progress through the team. So it'd be, uh, it's a huge credit to them and, and, and everything they've done in the past. And, you know, still today running five cars. And, and as I said, that last race we just had then, top all top three of us were uh, we're the top three of the podium. So, uh, yeah, they are uh, a great team for me and they've treated me very well. So she's super excited to, uh, to still be with them today. Well, we can't see any reason why from our point of view that you're not going to continue that sonic trend so best of luck to jordan love and we watch you uh, through the rest of this series and to see your progress and uh, look forward to you being on the podium far more times thank you appreciate it yeah hopefully we keep running up the front that's the goal for david wall he is expanding his racing team into tcr australia and i spoke to him about the diversification of his business from a business point of view as you say we're we're kind of decided to have a bit more of a dip at it if you like we're uh, we're venturing into tcr through a lot of people helping us out to be able to do that we've got a, now a very good relationship with jas and uh, and honda so we're the honda representative for here and new zealand which is a massive thing for us so not only are we racing career cup that we love trying to get a gd3 cup challenge program going again is a couple of one-offs but the idea of that program is to help some young ones so you know we had a couple that were going to do it and then didn't end up being able to do it we've got a gt program kicking off again we've got some state level stuff in production sports a little bit of historic and as i say the the tcr program as well so it's very busy but we're not complaining we need to be busy obviously the cup car program is the one that gets the most attention it's got the highest profile but tcr is going to be a very interesting newcomer into the Scene. Yeah, look, I mean, we're, we're pretty straight up and down here. I mean, just because we're racing at a high level in Career Cup doesn't mean that we change what we do at a state level meeting. All our stuff that's in play and in process is to do the exact same thing at whatever we're racing, wherever we're racing, for whoever is racing with us. So very big on that. I've, I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, I'm very much not a V8 supercar team, and we pride ourselves on that. Being involved in, you know, racing V8s before, and I felt like, you know, we really want to, you know, hone, hone in on the customer and make sure they're getting exactly what they're paying 
playing for, but also what they're trying to achieve. So how many people now are you managing? Because the racetrack is probably an inflated number compared to what it is during the week. I suppose if you like customers, there's anywhere from 10 to 18 cars in our shop at any one time. Some live there, some get used a little bit, others get used a lot more than, than the most. So it ranges from a, a test day to you know a full-on maybe Career Cup test day, GT test, simulator days, you, you name it, there's, there's uh, always something going on and, and a variable happening every week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also offering a service where people who might be running their own program at a state level or at a lower level, you can come in there, help them baseline their car and do all those sorts of prep and give them that uh, tuition and instruction. Yeah, so I mean, if you like, we do as, as much or as little as maybe someone's after. So that might be just driver training. It might be just me going to a day and, and helping someone out and out drive their car, no setup information or anything, turn, to guys or girls where they turn up with their helmet and everything's done from you know their, their flight, their accommodation, their prep before they got there. We've got uh, our own website that's only for drivers, so all our information, our in-car footage, opinions of drivers, everything is there for those guys to capitalise on, or girls, before they get to the event. So feel like we want to offer a turn up and drive service that is absolutely everything uh, so they don't have to think about it and obviously we want to do the best job and they want to pay for the best product. Where do you see TCR fitting in the mix of Australian motorsport then? That's a hard question because it's new to Australia. Um, I think the next demographic coming through is very much a TCR orientated or the sports car scenario I think is a very, is a very big part. Maybe in the next 10 to 15 years is probably going to be more so. Yeah, I've got kids and my young bloke loves a, a good two litre turbo with a hot hatch and he also loves an exotic car, a Porsche or a Lamborghini or Ferrari or anything along those lines. So I, I hope we, we enjoy working on those cars and that's why we do it but I also hope that that's where the future is. Interesting time ahead talking to your new driver Tony D'Alberto and he's very excited about the opportunity of high level front wheel drive cars that are an international spec. Yeah and uh, they're the same here as what they are in Macau or you know in Europe or there's there's plenty of scope Asia so it's a one make formula if you like with a different badge. I feel like as I say it's a it's a good thing for a uh, for a young person coming through or maybe a uh, an older fellow who's looking to drive something along those lines so I think it ticks a lot of boxes they're uh, cheaper to buy they're economical to run the series is good it's got great TV you know it, it's kind of got all the boxes ticked it's a new series but obviously it will speak for itself uh, in the next 12 months to two years it's interesting too you mentioned New Zealand rights because I know that category promoters in New Zealand are tossing up which way to go with their touring cars and TCR is a platform that they're seriously looking at yeah, and I think it's not getting easier for, for to find money to do this, you know. So uh, the whole idea is to try and make it cheaper and more economical, and they've done that. So uh, as long as we keep doing that in every class, I think motorsport will be healthy. Pleasure to catch up with you again, and we're looking forward to the start of TCR in Australia. So we would be, uh, be hard to sit back and watch without a helmet on. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the community Radio Network.